It's 8 p.m. on the Ravenhold server, and from the top of the highest point in Ogremar, you can just see the whale shark breaching the surface. That means that it is time for the Needs a Hug podcast. This is the Needs a Hug podcast. Do you need a hug? I need a hug. I need a hug. I need a hug. We need a hug. Hello and welcome everybody. I am Kaziah and this is episode 5 of the, Need, of the Needs a Hug podcast. And with me is my co-host Belthel. And today we are broadcasting from a deep cell in Baradon Hold. That's right, Kaz. Since we downed Argoloth this week, the rest of the inmates are giving us a wide berth. So let's get on with the show. This week I've been getting my heel on. I've dusted off the pally and I've been healing my finely shaped blood elf ass off. I've turned my tuned my build setup and my add-ons anew, and unless the tank does something stupid, no one dies on my watch. My dailies have suffered a bit, since I'm running on a class that I don't have, like, 40-minute queue times on, but all in all, it's been fun wowing this week. So while I was filling health bars up, what were you up to? I have actually been leveling my druid up some. Uh, I got him up to level 75 as of yesterday. And actually took his alchemy all the way from 1 clear up to 525. So I do have another alchemist for another true gold uh, transmute. Uh, Been tanking a little bit of him, running some battlegrounds. Just actually have been having a really good time leveling him up lately. That's awesome. And it's always good to know we have another uh, true gold transmute in the guild. Because I need six of those damn things for a new chest. Yes. Those things are not fun to come by, and I think the Chaos Orbs are even harder to come by. They are, unless you've been chain-running heroics. I've collected 15 of the darn things on my Engineer, but you can only make so many chicken splitters before uh, you really start building them up in your inventory. Getting tired of the chicken nuggets, huh? Yeah, well, they don't sell hugely well now that people are actually getting into raid um and because they cost true gold to make i'm always running around trying to collect mats well what kind of wow news do we have this week well we've got not a whole lot going on from blizzard this week which gives me hope that patch 4.1 might be on its way we've just got a couple of things uh that have surfaced. One of them, I think, is long overdue. Warlocks are now getting a gender choice for their demons. So, warlocks have long looked on with jealous eyes as the hunter crowd have gotten more and more cool pets. Now, at least, if we don't get to pick our demons, we'll get to pick the sex. Apparently, Blizzard is working on new male and female models and skins for the warlock demons. Now, the blue post didn't say when this was going to happen, but they did say that it was already in the development pipeline, uh, but that some other things might supersede it. I really hope this also means that we are going to get female demon forms as well, because that's the worst part. You have your pretty little uh, blood elf there, and you hit the demon form, and it's all the exact same demon form uh, that all the males get. So, does that mean you'll have a male... Succubus cracking the whip and going, mmm, yeah. Well, I'm not sure, because technically a male succubus is actually an incubus, so they might actually have to have a different spell to summon him. But uh, 
I'd like to think that he's going to get a riding crop instead of a whip. <laughs> That's hilarious. BlizzCon tickets going on sale May 21st and 25th. Now, I know in the past two years, they have gone in seconds. I mean, quick times. People just pounding those keyboards, hitting the refresh key, hitting the refresh key, trying to get those tickets. And even heard about someone last year on one of the different podcast shows that they accidentally refreshed it too fast when they got a, a good queue time, and then it bumped them way back. So he was kind of aggravated about that. So I can see that. But is anyone else out there going to BlizzCon? I know I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, they've upped the price again this year, but really for BlizzCon, uh, I think they could make them, you know, $500 a ticket and people would still go. In fact, they do have a $500 a ticket option and people do still go. That's the uh, charity ticket and it you get an invite to the um, charity event as well as BlizzCon where um, the extra money over and above the BlizzCon ticket goes to, I think, uh, the local hospital charity there. Now they were like, they were what one hundred and twenty five dollars last year, and they just they bumped it up even last year too. Am I thinking right? Yeah, they, it was one hundred and twenty five three years ago, um, and then last year it was one hundred and fifty, and I believe this year it's gone up to one seventy five. Which, all in all, I can kind of see that happening because everything else is getting more expensive, and they're still bringing in huge acts like the year before last they had Ozzy. Last year they had, you know, Jack Black and his brother, and actually Dave Grohl came in and was the drummer for him, which was totally awesome. Yeah, they always put on a real quality show. Uh, people like Blizzard, um, they actually can pull in enough people that if you think about paying for a concert ticket or something, um, you're for a multi-day event, this is really not that expensive. And um, Blizzard actually does everything in-house as well. They do all of the planning and everything um, all within Blizzard, and that means that you always get a really nice quality event. Yep, and they always get nice stuff in their swag bags they hand out too. Oh yeah, I would love to get my hands on some of that gear, even if I wasn't going to BlizzCon. So there's there's your new opportunity, Blizzard. Um, a uh, digital ticket that gets you all the digital stuff, and for the regular price, you just get the digital pet, and then for, say, 50 bucks or 75 bucks, you get an, one of the swag bags plus the digital stuff. Yeah, which is real nice. There's a link I'll put in the show notes. that will take you to wow.joystick.com. It talks about the tickets going on sale May 21st and 25th. Uh, go there if you want to read up some more on it, and who knows, you might even be able to get a chance to get a ticket and head to Anaheim. Yeah, I think we actually have some guild members uh, down in that end of the universe, so if anybody's going there, um, let us know, because we'll get you on the podcast, either once you get back, or even if we're really lucky, right from BlizzCon, and uh, we'll get all the latest gossip right from the floor. That would be so awesome. All right, now that we've caught up on Blizzard, let's see what's happening in the guild. Looks like we have two new 85s this week. Looks like both Rhea and Manamoni made it to the level cap. Grats, guys, and now you can chase 
the epic loot like the rest of us. Hey, Belthel, I heard you went and smacked the loot pinata again this week. Yep, on Wednesday, we downed Argoloth and stole the good stuff he was hiding under his prison-issue mattress. As it always seems to be, nothing but PvP gear. Um, but I'll tell you that uh, 362 gear is still nice, even if it loses some of its stats to resilience. And if you're PvPing a lot, that resilience is still sweet. Um, this week, we've had two lucky winners. Um, the Vicious Gladiator Silk Trousers went to Primoria, and Dr. What landed the Vicious Gladiator's Band of Cruelty. Grats, guys. And we have a new voice server for Needs a Hug. Needs a Hug has a new voice server. We have moved from Vent to Mumble. And I must say, it sounds awesome. This is what we have been recording the podcast on this whole time. And it has just done a fabulous job. And it has a bunch of settings you can mess around with. And it's pretty sensitive right out of the box. So you got to play with the uh, sensitivity some. And then dial it in just right. But... Right after after you do that, I I must say it sounds really good. I really like it, and there's virtually no lag in it whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's the biggest bonus of going to mumble over vent because vent's lag can be a killer in the new raids when you have the really sensitive timings for things like getting out of the pain or especially for interrupting you have to know right away if that happens um just a little bit of techie stuff the lag on vent is a minimum of 500 milliseconds as it collects audio data now milliseconds doesn't sound very long but half a second which is what 500 milliseconds is um in a game like ours can be absolutely killer the mumble settings can bring it down as low as you know five to ten milliseconds which is really bringing it down to the by the time you're done pressing down the button it's already transmitting to the rest of the guild which just makes it so much better yeah it really does now the 500 milliseconds is that just for vent alone yeah what happens uh, is that vent actually uses a buffering process on its codec so what it does to try and compensate for a low bandwidth connection is it will collect a half a second of audio and then package that up and send it off while it's collecting the next half second of audio so it sends um larger packets but it sends them less often whereas mumble is designed so that it collects audio constantly so it only collects a couple of milliseconds of audio and then it sends it off right away so instead of waiting for that big first chunk of sound to come in it just starts blowing sound out immediately now vent with that half a second alone and you got to think if you're running anything else like maybe internet in the background running wow alone has some has to put in some lag on it too because it's using the same bandwidth as what you have. So, because I know when I talked on Vent, it was at least a second lag between other people. Yeah, the in the basics of networking, what you have is you have a two types of packets. You'll have a, sort of a first come first serve, which is what HTTP is, and HTTP is used for packets that are less uh, time sensitive but 
are data sensitive. So that data has to get from one end to the other. Generally, most programs that are data sensitive, like voice, so that you don't get mangling on the voice channel, will use HTTP. Problem with that is that there's a lot of overhead in HTTP. So things like WoW, things like your web browser, um, and even Vent will really just um, suck up the bandwidth because every time you send a packet, you have to do a send, a receive, a data packet, a confirmation of data packet, uh, and a confirmation of receive. It's what they call a SYNAC cycle. Um, now, the difference with uh, Mumble, one of the things is that it uses UDP. And UDP is what we call a fire and forget protocol. So it says, hello, is there somebody at the other end? The other end says, yep, there's somebody here. And then it just fires data at the other end and then forgets that it even sent it. What it does lead to is if you've got a bad connection, it will lead to um, dropping of chunks of the voice. But generally on any current internet connection, I guess other than maybe Mukhtar's, um, there won't be any problem at all. And actually Mumble will compensate for this if you tell it that it's on a low bandwidth connection, which is one of the great things about Mumble. Um, Mumble was actually written by a bunch of guys who used Vent, got fed up with it, and said, you know what, we can do better and they wrote Mumble. So it, it was a really great find, and I, again, have to give props to Pomoria for getting the whole thing set up, because he's really been our front man on all of our voice communications. He's the guy who uh, takes in the donations from the guild, and he's the guy who actually sets up the Mumble server and gets everything all ready for us so that all you have to do is fill in your name the server information and hit connect so again props to Pomoria for all that and i'd like to give props to everyone out there that helped donate to the server fund to make this happen and what we paid for this server compared to vent we have a 25 man server now compared to the old 15 which i know we were just starting to cap out too so we have 25 man slot we can you know, used for anything from you know, PvP to just getting on there and chat for our guild meetings and contests and events and stuff. And I don't think we'll have to worry too much about filling this one out. And you guys made it happen by your donations. Yeah, we have a great guild, and it's really great to see them come together. I was incredibly surprised when I saw the stuff go up in the officer channel and it seemed like it was only a couple of days. I think it might have been a week um, for us to get all the donations in, which was amazing. Yeah, it really was. And you guys out there are the ones that are amazing that made it happen. All right. We're getting to a reader-listener questions. Our first question we have is from Mukhtar, who has sent us a voice call about Blizzard's new game, Titan. Let's take a listen to that. Hey guys, Mukhtar here. So BlizzCon is coming up in October, and there's been some speculation on some of the WoW blogs that I read that Blizzard might give some clues as to what the new MMO is that they're working on. And I wanted to know what you guys would like to see in the next MMO that comes out from Blizzard. Personally, I'd like to see some kind of a futuristic space-based game, maybe one where there's both a flying spaceship type of combat and also a first-person RPG uh, type of game. 
Um, and maybe there could be some kind of a user-generated content, like perhaps guilds could make their own space stations or develop their own city, so that every server you played on would have a totally different world in it. So that's my thought. Uh, I was just wondering what you guys might like to see for this new MMO. Thanks, guys. I love the show. That is an excellent question. I think that I, when I first heard Titan, I thought it was going to be a spin-off of WoW and kind of progress with the story that we are doing right now. You know how we talk about, you know, the Titans made Azeroth and they enclosed the old gods in the center of it to, you know, keep them trapped and here and everything and they just caught kept talking about Titans made this and Titans made that, I thought it was going to be something, a spin-off of that. Um, I've heard from other people that it's not, so I don't know. What do you think? Well, actually, what would you like to see? Assuming that it's <sighs> uh, not a spin-off, what, what, what would you like to see for that? See, that is just so hard to answer. I am a big fan of the open world games. My first, you know, my first RPG was Final Fantasy VII. Um, yes, you did up to so far. You had to do all these different quests inside the city and blah blah blah. But after you were done there, it threw you out into the world after you had a grip of what to do, where you could just go off exploring and do this and stuff. And I just thought. That was the best thing, and that's what really I really like in games. The same with WoW. You know, you start off in your starting zone, and you get you used to your character and what to do and everything, and then it throws you out there and says, go over here and do whatever you want along the way. That I really like. Um, as far as first-person um, shooters or third-person shooters or anything like that, I the biggest problem I have with the first-person shooters is the viewpoint. I hate the close-up viewpoint, but if it's like an over-the-shoulder third-person shooter, I love those um, because you can always zoom in and stuff like that. But as long as it's open world, that would be cool. I like his idea of people being able to design their own maps. I don't play StarCraft, but I've heard people can do that in the StarCraft editor. That sounds really cool. Um, but my main factor, I guess, is just more the open-world adventure of it. The open-world adventure is a really cool section. Well, let me give you a little idea of what we know about Titan. Um, they have released a roadmap that has exactly when they're going to be releasing different Blizzard games. And uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And we're actually looking here at Titan uh, not even being released till it looks like uh, third quarter or fourth quarter 2013, um, maybe even into the beginning of 2014. That's after um, the second Diablo expansion pack, um, after the WoW movie. After at the same time as the next WoW expansion pack, so this is long. You know, it's it's really long term for Blizzard. So we could see just about anything with all the advances that we're going to see in interfaces between computers and people, and or um, consoles and people. We also know that 
uh, Titan is going to be a completely new IP. So um, we won't be seeing um, Next Level of WoW. We won't be seeing a StarCraft MMO. Uh, we'll be seeing something completely new. Now, rumor-wise, um, we've been hearing that it will be a first-person um, shooter. Uh, now, maybe it will, it'll have third-person over the shoulder um, as well. But it seems that it will be a more skill-based MMO. And what I mean by skill-based is that instead of relying on statistics to do some of the combat, it will actually rely on your ability to aim. So that could be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, if you're bad at that type of aiming, um, it can be a real detriment. On the other hand, if you're good at that type of thing, you won't have to put 14 points into steady shot to just be able to snipe somebody. So that would be really neat um, if it was a first-person shooter. But one of the things that uh, Mook talked about that I would love to see is some kind of built-in vehicular uh, combat to go along with whatever the RPG elements are. Because um, things like Star Wars, uh, not the Old Republic, the original MMO, Star Wars MMO, they came out with an expansion called Jump to Lightspeed, which actually allowed you to fly spaceships in the game. Unfortunately, the original Star Wars MMO had a lot of problems with it, but completely separate of that, that would be really awesome. My um, favorite type of MMO to sort of imagine in my head is one that goes from space-based combat all the way down to first person. So the thought would be that your guild would have, say, a carrier or something. And the quest for, it would be, like I say, a guild-level quest. And the guild-level quest would be um, you have to assault this base on the ground. So you'd have the first wave of guys, and you know you'd pick, okay, I want to be an assault troop, or I want to be air, air support, or I want to be space superiority. And you would jump into your space fighter, and there would be a space battle, and you'd have to plow the area for the guys in the dropship, and then you would have to keep the enemy at bay while the dropship was doing its work so that your guys could get back. And then you have the guys in the dropship, and they would fall down through the atmosphere, and the air anti-air fighters would peel off at that point. And then their job would be to take down the other guys' anti-air uh, fighters and protect the ground troops. And then the drop pod would actually land, and the guys who had chosen ground troops would then flow out and their lives would be just like when you're in a normal raid their lives would be dependent on all the guys up above them and all the guys up above them had to last until the guys on the ground actually completed their mission so just like in a raid where you have the healers and tanks that are bound to how quickly the DPS can take out a boss, you would have the space superiority and air superiority fighters bound to how fast the guys on the ground could do their mission. And then even you could have even customization in the ground guys where you'd have healers and tanks and DPS or even some other mixture that we don't even think about right now. And you would you could have the same similar type things in the air and space. You could have people who are flying 
um, resupply ships or freighters or maybe even um, larger ships, maybe manned by one or two people. See, I'd love to see that kind of sort of multi-layered thing come in. And then you could even have, um, depending on what missions your faction completed, it would actually push the amount of space that your faction controlled around, um, leading you to be able to open up more missions and that type of thing. I just got a flash of Starship Troopers and MASH in my head. Yeah, it could be very similar to that type of thing, where you've got that sort of multi-layered thing. I think Starship Troopers would be a great sort of starting point for that type of MMO. Um, and now, I by Starship Troopers, I mean the movie and not the book. They're two very different things. But I think the world laid out in the movie would really lend itself well to that. There's just so much they could do for that, and really looking forward to seeing what else gets "quote unquote" leaked um, yeah. by that to see, you know, just what direction they're heading in. Um, yeah, a first-person shooter it would be a big deal for them, I would think. I don't think they've done anything like that in the past, have they? No, they haven't. Um, the closest they've come to is a side-scroller shooter by the name of Blake Thorne that was um, way, way back. Um, and Blake Thorne was awesome. Uh, it was a about the same age as The Lost Vikings. It was around that time. Um, and it was a side-scroller um, that was a shooter. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but you got to think of what are the main... Um, sort of realms that you can have in a PC game. You've got uh, the real-time strategy, you've got a RPG, you got an MMO, you got a driving game, and you got a first-person shooter. Well, they've already got StarCraft II in the um, real-time strategy slot. They've got Diablo coming to fill the straight RPG slot. They've got WoW filling the um, MMO uh, slot. And so you've got these two other things that they haven't gone into. They haven't gone into a racing game since Rock and Roll Racing, and they haven't gone into a first-person shooter ever, as far as I know. So ooh, 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 ooh. I got it. I got it. Titan, what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to play football. Sweet. So is this going to be Don't like think that'll uh, fly as much as I think it would? So, are, what are we looking at? A um, they're going like to get zero Madden. ball type one. They're going to get Madden run for their money. <laughs> so you think it'll be just a straight one, not uh, something like Blood Bowl or um, oh, what was that called? Zero G, I think it was called. I thought was I thought Zero G was a racing game. Uh, no, that's F Zero. F Zero. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, no, but um, Blood Bowl is a fantasy football, and by fantasy football, I don't mean pick out the players you like. I mean, there are orcs, and they beat on the dwarves with a spiked football. Oh no, I haven't seen that one, but that sounds pretty fun. Actually, Blood Bowl is a offshoot of the Warhammer universe, and is an awesome um, sort of... Uh, beer and peanuts uh, tabletop game if you ever get a chance to do it it is a lot of fun that's um, good the zero g ball um 
very similar to Rollerball. I don't remember if you remember that one as well. It was a, a very similar one, and they are um, science fiction as opposed to fantasy, and they were football games, but done with a lot more laser beams, shotguns, and general body armor. Was that a game or a movie? Those were both games. Ah. Uh-huh. Yep. Nope, I haven't played those. Yeah, I've been playing video games for a long time. I've seen it all, I've played it all. Well, it's good to hear we have an uh, expert in-house video game player, so... Yeah. So, Uki, hopefully we have uh, given you a whole bunch of wild ideas that will be completely blown away in October when we find out what is actually coming from Titan. Or Blizzard will pull their normal thing, which is they will say absolutely nothing about what Titan will ever be, and then we'll maybe get a leak in two years. Yeah. Uh, I would actually be surprised if they if they mentioned it at this one. I figure it will be probably the premiere of the 2012 BlizzCon, is my guess. I'm just wondering what we'll get this year. Uh, whether probably it, Diablo. Yeah, well, whether it'll just all be Diablo talk, or whether we'll hear about uh, the next WoW expansion. Well, according to the roadmap, WoW 4 is going to come out in second quarter of 2012, which I would very be very, very surprised if that happened. Um, I don't... You know, Blizzard, they say, when it's done, it's done. So... I think it'll be probably Diablo this time around and probably probably Titan next year. That's my good, guess. Good guess. Well, at this point your guess is as good as mine, so Yeah. All right. Well our second question is an email we got from Blunderbus. Blunderbus writes the guild is doing a great job helping the greener members uh, get to the point where we can raid and make sure we feel loved and accepted when we join in. Any ideas on ways to make it even better? Perhaps we can set up a formal gear and training nights to work on gearing our alts and helping the green members get what they need to join the higher level content, learn the dungeon so they can handle pugs, etc. Thanks for ranking the podcast, guys. It makes my long weekly trip to the office go much faster. The Blunderbuss. First of all, I'd like to say you only go into the office once a week, you lucky bastard. <laughs> yes, that must be very nice. <laughs> well, I know uh, Blunderbuss is an editor, um, and he spends a lot of time sitting in front of a computer in the basement of his house going very slowly insane. So, you know, I don't envy him too much. So... Really, thanks for the email anyway. And it's good to know that our people are actually listening to the podcast. Sometimes uh, we do this on Monday night, and I start to wonder whether there's anybody out there who even hears it. So we have, as the officers in the guild, looked at the idea of having a training night for a while. The reason that we haven't done something about it before now is twofold. One, we don't have an officer that is willing to take on the job, unless you're volunteering, of course. Um, and the other thing is that we already have three nights of guild events going on currently. Um, Wednesday raid, Friday PvP, and uh, social events, and Sunday raid again. 
we were worried we would burn people out thinking they had to come to all the events. If you think about it, we've already got about half the week sewed up. Adding another one would bring it out to the full four out of seven days. Um, that would be definitely a full half week. So if people were going to all of them, you know, we've eaten up four days of their life. Obviously, no reason to say that everybody has to come to all of them. But as officers, we're always very sensitive what happens if someone wants to be in everything in the guild? You know, what what do we have to sort of do to um, accommodate them? So we kind of shied away from in the past. Now, we're getting enough people in the guild now that we it would be much easier. Uh, we'd have enough people to spread across it um, so that it wouldn't be so bad. Now, if we did have someone who wanted to step up and organize it, we'd definitely try it out. So... If anyone out there is looking for a way to get more involved in the guild and think it might be fun, uh, let me know as the guild master or um, get in touch with me through any of the officers or assistants and we can talk. Um, we, you don't need to have a lot of experience. People can be found to lead the groups um, who you know, know the dungeons and uh, know how to get, your, get you all set up. We just need somebody to take on the responsibility of getting it all organized. Um, other than a guild night for it, do you have any other things you think the guild could uh, do to help new members, Cass? Really? Basically, we could post some more in the forums. We had do have PvE forums, and we have PvP forums. There has not been a lot of traffic on that. We could post some help topics on certain classes, on certain specs for classes, on there. Um, That's a great idea, and I would really encourage people to go to our website and post requests for information like that. Um, the problem with our uh, guild site has traditionally been that uh, most people, when they're at home in front of their computer, uh, want to play the game and don't want to read the forums. So all the forums get read either, you know, um, at work or on people's phones and stuff, and then they're less likely to um, leave posts. And of course, unfortunately, unless you're logging in to the website, we never know you've been there. So it's really hard to tell, just like with the podcast, it's really hard to tell whether, you know, anybody's ever looking at it. So if you're on, if you're looking for more information, uh, go to the forums and sign up and say, "Hey, uh, we, you know, what you'd like to know," and we'll try and uh, fill those in. Any other things you can think of? Well, just a bit about the website is when I log when I log on to my computer, the first thing I'll do is I'll hit Google Chrome and pull it up. And what it pulls up, I have four windows it always pulls up. I have Google, it always has. Then I have the next, the very next one is our guild webpage. The next one after that is Wowhead. And the next one after that is the us.battle.net site. So basically I have you know, one to search and then everything else is wow and our guild page I'll log on to it and the first thing I'll check is if there's been any new forum posts I've found the best way to keep in the know-how of what's going on within the guild is look at the forum posts if something's happened or someone has a question about something it's up there and I 
I like to stay active with the guild that way and keep in touch with the forum post because it's so easy. All you have to do is, you know, it's there when you need it. You don't have to respond to it right away, but you can. And if you want to write something and go back and post it, you can. And a lot of people have put a lot of good things on that website. And I would really highly suggest checking it out. And like I said, the PVE forums and the PVP forums are there for this exact specific thing. Because like you said, we have three nights already filled up that people come to or try to come to and have fun. And like you said, we don't want to burn them out with another one. If people do want more, by all means, we can start something up. Just post a in the members forum. Post, make a post, and see who all will be interested in. And it's the forums. I think are just a great way to keep in touch with the guild and what's going on. Yeah, I would highly encourage everybody to get on the forums and use them. That's what they're there for. Um, it is uh, a truism of the internet that twenty percent of the people generate eighty percent of the content. Um, so I would really love to see that be the opposite in our guild. I'd like to see 80% of the people doing 80% of the content. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, it really would be. And that's the only place you can get the Needs a Hug podcast. That and iTunes. <laughs> that's so true. And uh, as a quick aside... Everybody go onto iTunes and leave a review telling us how awesome we are and giving us five stars, of course. Unless, of course, you don't think we need five stars, give us less. We just want to hear the feedback. In fact, I've put in a five-star review. I've told everybody that this is the best podcast that I am a host of. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, um, there's a little bit of breaking news right now. Um, it has just been released that the guild chat app for iOS devices that we uh, talked about last week um, has actually been released uh, just today. Um, in fact, just an hour ago. Um, so that would be around, uh, let's see, 7 o'clock Eastern time. And it is currently free. Uh, now, it's on a limited selection really? of servers. And they are um, rolling it out to more servers over the next couple of weeks. But they're definitely doing a free introductory time. So if you've got the WoW client on your iPhone or iPod Touch or your iPad, update that guy because it just got in-game build chat for free. It looks like Fizzcrank and Lightbringer Realms are the only ones available for right now. So hopefully in the future we'll see the Ravenholt tag on there. Yep, I will be waiting for that. Just another thing for me to play with my phone with. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid. Well, I'm kind of lucky. I get to officially play with my iPad at work all day because I'm writing applications for it. I'm actually an iOS developer. So, um, you know... At least I look like I'm doing work while I'm playing with it. <laughs> Belthal, you working? Of course I am, sir. Then why does it say Ravenholt on your iPad? That's, uh, yeah, it's something for work. Piece of code, that's right. Yeah, code, yeah, that's it. Blunderbuss and Mukhtar, really want to thank you guys for sending your questions. If you want to send us a question, just send us a question to needsahug at live.com. 
We will get your questions answered on the air. And if you don't want it on the air, just write off-air question, and we will answer it either way. Do you have anything else you want to add, Beltham? No, I think that's it for the question and answers. Well, I can hear the guards coming to check on the inmates, so I think we better wrap this up. For me, Kaziah, and my co-host, Belfel, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody.